podcast, The Millennial Girl Way, the podcast that highlights real millennial women doing the damn thing. I'm your co-host, Bray Creech. And I'm Shay Harkness. And today on our show, we have a very special guest, Brianna Lambach, the founder of her very own boutique travel planning company, You Me Travel Co. Brianna's company is geared towards millennial travelers who are ready to whisk away and explore the world. Her specialty is helping prospective travelers by creating unique itineraries to fit all of their travel needs. We're happy to have her on our show to share her journey towards turning her love for travel into her very own company. So, Brie, why don't you share with our listeners a little more about yourself, your background, and what led you to pursue your current path? Yeah, thank you for the intro. It's lovely. Um, um, well, a little bit about me. Um, I'm a traveler, currently living abroad um, and studying abroad um, in London. I'm getting my master's in digital media. But before I even began traveling, um, it wasn't really on my radar. Um, and my mom was the one who really like pushed me to study abroad. So when I was in my junior year, um, of university. I studied abroad in London. I chose it because it was like the like a, the only English speaking country on the list or one of two. And I was like, okay, <laughs> let me just do it. <laughs> I was like, let me just go with it. This seems like the easiest option. Um, and it ended up like really changing everything for me, uh, like perspective, uh, what I wanted to do career wise. And then of course, like my love for travel grew from there. Um, I'm also a blogger. I've been doing that for a few years now, probably like 2015. Um, it started out as a food blog. Yeah, um, because actually it started a, a lot because of my best friend, Kayla. Yeah, because I'm a foodie and she's a foodie. So we used to always go to restaurants together and I was like, and take pictures. So I was like, oh, let me just start like reviewing these. Um, so that's how it started. And then when I traveled, I added that part into it. So now it's a bit of both. Um, what else? Yeah, I'm also a poet. So uh, my online presence has like a mix of travel and poetry. So it's quite cool and unique, I'd like to say. Awesome. So you said, you know, moving abroad changed your whole perspective. And mm. really, how, how did that happen? You know, what exactly changed for you? Yeah, um, I think just the way like I saw the world, honestly, that sounds kind of cliche, but, um, you know, I'm from Baltimore, kind of like a, it's not a small town, but it's not like a huge city either. So mm -hmm. it's like when you live there, like you're around a lot of the same people your whole life. I know a lot of people that don't leave Baltimore or hardly leave Maryland. So yeah, travel just wasn't on my radar. Nobody yeah. in my family really travels you know, except for like family vacations and stuff like that growing up. Um, so yeah, my perspective about travel itself changed. But then also, um, it really helped me when I studied abroad to just like clarify what I was doing, because I didn't even want to go to college in the first place. Like I'm so privileged and blessed that I had the opportunity to <laughs> yeah. go. Um, yeah, and I've realized that, but I didn't want to. Um, so, and I really didn't like my college, so my college experience wasn't what I wanted it to be. But then I studied abroad, that flipped the switch on everything. Um, it's really the highlight of my college career. So, I guess it perspective wise, it just made me realize that, like, 
I could do whatever I wanted to. So I can like make the life that I want, (laughs) you know, I don't got to follow like the standard path. Um, Mm -hmm. When, yeah, I would say that's probably two biggest things. When you did, you know, make that leap to study abroad, did you plan it with friends or did you just take that, that leap by yourself? Because I think, I know a lot of people yeah. shied away from it because they're like, oh, I want somebody to go. I'm not going to lie, mm-hmm. like, I'm included. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it was that same thing. I didn't have the time in my schedule either. So, mm-hmm. I mean, did you just decide to take that leap during college? It's something I always wanted to do. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I really want more of us to do it. Honestly, I understand um, the hesitation, but yeah, I did. I ended up doing it alone. Um, I never tried to convince any of my friends to do it. Or anything? I don't know. I was just mom encouraged me, and I was like, "Cool, I'm gonna just do it." Started going to like the. I think they did like weekly meetings, just informational meetings. I went to a few, and I was like, "Oh, I'm gonna do this." Um, and actually, the semester I went, nobody from my school. Mm. Oh, was wow. going to London <laughs> yeah I literally went by myself and that's the first time I ever left the country oh I was wow. 20 wow I was 20 <laughs> wow yeah it was a lot of firsts so uh, going into this there's a lot of first things right you said this was yeah. your first time even traveling outside the country so mm-hmm. that having that experience and then wanting to take the step to actually build a company out of it where you are the person kind of helping drive other people to travel and have their own itinerary sets and things of that nature. Um, when did you conceptualize the first the idea? And then what was your first execution step for even like setting it up? Yeah. So the idea, so I studied abroad, came back home during my senior year of college um, I was an entrepreneurship minor. I was actually about to just graduate with my uh, comm studies major, but I was like, man, I feel like I ain't, like do enough in school. <laughs> I want like that <laughs> second line on my degree. So I was like, cool, let me just get a minor. I picked up the minor my senior year and um, took extra classes and everything to finish it. And it was entrepreneurship. So as a part of the minor, we had to, we had like a capstone course mm-hmm. and I had to come up with the whole business, do the business plan. And y'all know Shark Tank, right? Yes. Yes. (laughs) Yeah. So me too. So I had to like come up with a business plan and pitch to like the sharks of my school. I ended up winning second place and I got like a little bit of startup funds. I didn't use it for the business. I went on a trip. (laughs) They're on a trip. Got you, girl. Got you. So, yeah, so that gave me like the, I actually was really dreading um, even doing the Shark Tank thing. When they first told us we had to do it, I was like, oh, I ain't trying to do this. Mm-hmm. But yeah, it ended up being the catalyst for me to take the business thing serious. So that's where the idea came from. Um, for the next like summer and stuff, I worked on it. Um, yeah, I started with the website, the all the social and just started taking it serious. and, and um, seeing if it's something I actually wanted to do. I guess the first steps was me winning the competition, website, social, um, and the time in between that, trying to get my first client. When you got your first client, how did that go Mm -hmm. for you? Yeah, so basically the form is online on the website. I was only really promoting through like people I know, word of mouth, and then uh, Instagram. So, and Facebook too, but mostly Insta. Um, 
so the person found out the form online it just like popped up in my email one day and I was like no nah. like no because I was waiting like months yeah yeah and I was just like no no way so um I believe the first person went to Thailand I'm pretty sure I'll have to look back but I'm pretty sure she went to Thailand the first person that trusted me to help her plan her trip um yeah it was awesome I think she went for like a week or so but it really helped me to figure out like okay this is how much I should charge this is yeah. what the itineraries are going to look like because I'm really uh particular about design and I'm, I'm not a graphic designer but I feel like I have a natural eye for design um and it's part of the reason I went back to school but I'm really particular about how I want them to look I didn't want it to just be like oh I'm happy you plan your trip and I send you like a word document um right, right. because you know, to a certain extent, they could have done that themselves. So it looks really beautiful. It's accessible. You can download it. Um, and that first few customers, but the first one helped me figure that out, helped me design the product. Because before then, it was all just theoretical, I guess. I think that's so amazing because I know, you know, a lot of people, we tend to get stuck in the the planning phase of it all, trying to make it perfect mm-hmm. before we release, you know, our passion out to the world. And yeah. sometimes the best way to learn and figure out and critique your own business is just mm-hmm. having other people help you through it, you know, um, yeah, sharing it. And sure. it's, it's real world practice, if you will. Mm. Yeah, no, definitely. <laughs> I agree. If I didn't like have... I mean, I would have got a first client eventually, right? But mm-hmm. if she didn't come at the time that she did, I don't know, I might have still been uh, down and out about the idea, like not thinking it's going to work, like, you know, so it worked yeah. out. So, yeah. you know, after your first client, mm-hmm. when is that kind of when you knew that this whole platform could really be a thing, that it could really be a viable business? How did you continue to, you know, um, grow? I used to do social media management for like one of the... Uh, really big online black travel communities. Um, they weren't planning people's trips per se, but from from doing that and just from being involved in the online black travel space, um, I knew that there was interest there. So I was always confident in the idea, but whether I thought that I was going to actually keep going with it, um, it wasn't just going to be something temporary. Mm-hmm. Um, that's what I wasn't sure about until probably last year. <laughs> and what changed? So last year I had my first in-person event. So I started thinking of other ways to make this company a company. Um, because to be honest with y'all, um, the travel planning is cool, but I realized pretty early on that it can't be the only pillar of the business. Yeah. Um, just because, and, you know, in the be- beginning, until you get to a certain point, you got to build up trust. So who's trusting me to plan that trip in the beginning? Not a lot of people. Um, mm-hmm. Itineraries were coming in, but they weren't, you know, they were few and far in between. Um, so last year, I started strategizing other parts of the business. So I started with events because events really work as a form of marketing. But also people really do love to connect um, you know, as social as we are, people love events and to connect in person. Yep. So that was the idea. So I did the first event last March and that's when I was like, okay, cool. I think that's what the switch was. And I was like, okay, cool. This is one pillar of the business. Travel planning is another part. Um, mm-hmm. And now I'm about to, I'm jumping the gun, but I'm about to do my first group trip this year. So there's going to be about three pillars to the business. When tribal itineraries aren't necessarily coming in, 
you know, we still have other products to push. Yeah. That's amazing. Yeah. That is amazing. And, and even having that, I guess, foresight to be able to see like, okay, maybe this itinerary thing that, you know, that's cool. That brings in some of, you know, the business, but now Mm -hmm. I really need to see and start thinking about how to be dynamic and really make this into something that could be more lucrative for me. Um, I think that even, you know, with me and Bray's platform, we're constantly thinking about different things that we could be doing because you really don't know if things um, are going to work out the way you want them to. And if you only are, you know, depending on one thing, sometimes that could be a little bit hard for it to actually lucrative for you. And I was actually, you know, that leads me into something else. You know, recently you Mm -hmm. had the events on Memorial Day, the More Than Miami Kickback. Um, Mm -hmm. and you know, for our listeners who don't know, you know, she threw an event where she had, you know, black travel enthusiasts come to meet up and, and connect. And so for me, seeing these events that you threw, it seems that you really have aspirations to build this platform into a real community for black travel. Mm. Um, and so how important is that to you? Yeah. So important. Like the first, one of the first things I identify when I started the travel blog, Um, I started writing about travel was like that the two most important things to me um, in the world, but for this is like travel and human connection. So I always say that, that like, that's why I travel, you know, to to meet people um, and meeting people has been the best part of all of our trips. So even when I'm traveling solo, I'm like, okay, cool. I know when I get there, I'm going to meet someone, whether they from home, the part of the world that I'm in or somewhere that I've never even heard of. Like that's really the joy of life. Uh, yeah. So yeah. you can't have uh, as much like I'm so I'm on Instagram too many hours of my life, but <laughs> aren't we all of it? <laughs> yes, I was speaking for all of us. But uh, <laughs> but if if especially with travel because so much of it is meeting people and trusting people and just like you know yeah just meeting people shaking hands. Um, I don't think that the community could really be what I wanted to be, um, grow into what I wanted to grow into without meeting people, especially since a lot of people that I help plan their trips, I've never met them. Um, yeah. They just find me. Instagram is my number one. Like I ask people, where did you find us? It's always Instagram. Nobody has never put another answer except Instagram. So I know that that's important, but it's like, let me give these people a chance to like meet me um, and in the future people that I work with to really just like see the, I don't know, it's just like seeing the humanity and everything Um, because it could just be some like person behind a computer, but that's really empty. Yeah. So yeah, I think community is probably what's going to set one business apart from another. You know, you can have a pop it on my presence. But if there's no way for your people to connect with you, with the brand, like big brands are built off of the fact that people, not the product, but people fall in love with the company mm-hmm. and the community and it becomes like a lifestyle. So yeah, yeah people yeah, invest really in the only way to person. They invest in the person, mm. invest in people. They don't yep. invest in the product. Um, it's so true. It's so true. Yeah. Um, and so, like, for thinking, what exactly do you want this community to look like for you? You know, what what, mm. what is your ultimate goal for the community? I really want the events and the meetups and stuff to be a regular thing, right? So I did my first one last March, 
Um, then I was just, you know, go, going through the motions in life. And then I moved to London this past September. So I'm, I'm not, I didn't have another meetup until now. So that's over a year later. So that can't happen anymore. I want it to be regular so people can look forward to it. Um, I want people to be able to come to the event and meet whoever, but meet a new travel buddy, meet new friends. Um, I know people from the first event that still talk to each other, but I want to be able to foster those connections. I want to keep helping people plan their trips, but again, it's not like the forefront. Um, the events is really what I care most about. Um, and uh, it's going towards being a media company and not just um, travel planning. Yeah. Because I think that's the way to really grow and have longevity. Um, right. So yeah, I'm probably jumping the gun again, but <laughs> I'm working on a magazine idea, um, digital and print. Um, awesome. So yeah, the the end goal, I guess, is to connect as many uh, Black travelers as I can, help as many Black travelers as I can, you know, take that first trip. Um, I think that's amazing. I think it's it's kind of dope Dang. that you're running this business. You're throwing events here in the U.S., running a business from yeah. an entirely different country. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I think, you know, we, we're in the digital age. Everybody's interested in running mm. the digitally themed companies. But, you know, I love that your goal is to still connect with people and to still get that face-to-face interaction. Um, what are some yeah. of the the obstacles you encounter with this, you know, trying to run, like I said, you know, a digitally based company, but also get that in-person connection. Cause I know that can sometimes be difficult of stepping outside of the Instagram realm. Um, mm, yeah. I would say the, like the biggest disconnect I think has, has been me, honestly. Um, because when I was here, I had that first event, you know, I was on like a high from it for a few months and then I was like, all right, cool. It's time to do another one. But at the time I was just like less than a year out of college. So it's like that post-grad stress. Let me find a job. Let me do this. All Basically all of life's like woes at one time. Mm-hmm. So the business kind of took like a back seat. Well, at least the event part. So for me, it's been mastering how do I deal with, because the business is not at a point that I can only do the business. Um, I still freelance and, at one point I was working full time. So and I'm in school. So busy gal. Wow. Right. <laughs> yeah. Way too much at one time, always. But yeah, for me it's always been time. So I'm trying to find ways to cut down time in other areas of my life so that I can dedicate more time to it. Knowing when to ask for help. Um I'm bad at that. I tried to plan my first event by myself and like <laughs> halfway through and I gave myself like a month and a half to plan it. So it was just all wrong. But um, <laughs> not even halfway through, maybe like a week into it, I was just like, nah, I can't do this by myself. And then my sister and my friends helped me plan it. So now I'm not afraid to ask for help. That is such a gem yeah. for people who really want to build platforms. Um, seeking mm. out help and even mentorship um, yes, 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 yes. That is something that I feel like, you know, we're still learning and that a lot of people mm-hmm. who are building their own platforms, um, you know, are, are 
have to wrap their head around because, you know, we kind of want to do everything ourselves. You know, oh, like I can get it done. I'm superwoman, but that's right. definitely not true. But I also know that like if I don't ask, like I've realized from that first event, if I don't ask for help, my vision is not even going to be executed how I want it to be, right? Because I think sometimes as the entrepreneur, as the visionary, you have to be just that. Come up with the vision and help get other people to help you execute it. Yeah. So like I'm working on the magazine. I'm not a graphic designer. I could have easily went on Canva, came up yeah. with a logo, which I do for other things. Came mm-hmm. up with a logo, designed a flyer. Um, I'm pretty good at websites, but make the website and then just be like, boom, throw it up the next day. But is it really going to be the product that I want it to be? No. Right. So now I'm asking my friend who's a graphic designer to help me and it looks how I want it to look and it looks professional. Yeah. So yeah. If there was something that you wish you knew when you first started, what would it be? I would say the help thing again. Um, I think also just like I should have been paying more attention when I was actually <laughs> an entrepreneurship minor. It was my senior year. I was ready to go. Um, Understandable. But now thinking, yeah, now thinking back, my teacher was really dropping like some real life stuff that I should have been, you know listening to even like you said mentorship um I think I I have had a mentor in my life um and she was great for that point in my life and I still see her as a mentor but more like a life like if I got some drama going on I can ask her but I don't have like a business mentor um so that would be really helpful so I guess I'm still figuring that out also what would be like one piece of advice that you would have for ladies who want to pursue their own dreams? Definitely plan, 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 but also don't plan too much. So it's like contradictory, but sometimes, most times, a lot of us, I've done it before, um, just like, okay, cool, I'm going to do this. I'm going to start this business. I'm going to start that business. I'm going to do this project. I'm going to go to grad school, whatever it is. Like, But we plan so much that we never actually do it. Yeah. Um, so you do have to plan. Having a business plan is important. Like I'm, I'm real ratchet out here. I just turned my business into an <laughs> LLC, like recently. So <laughs> don't do that. But like plan, yes, but don't get consumed with planning and never execute. Um, yeah. I still have to tell myself that all the time. So like with the projects I'm working on now, like the magazine, I'm doing a lot of planning, but I'm like, okay, cool. When you're going to start implementing stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, so I would, I would say that's like the biggest piece of advice I can give. Cause I do have a lot of friends, acquaintances and people that I know that have been like, all right, Brianna, like, what'd you think of this idea? Or, all right, I should sell this on eBay or whatever. And just mm-hmm. never do it. Um, and then still sitting around complaining about, you know, what was me in life, but and wanting to have a business, but not doing it. And yeah, you just got to be a doer because everybody could talk about what they're going to do. But yeah. You ain't really doing it. You ain't talking about nothing, really. <laughs> right. Facts. 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 We all fall victim to that. All do. Yeah, for sure. Like, I'm talking to myself right now, too, so. <laughs> yes, girl. Same, I'm listening to you, and I'm like, oh, that's Shay all the way. Right. <laughs> So we're going to get into some of our special segment questions. Um, okay. Because, you know, you're a traveling woman. Mm-hmm. I wanted to ask you if you could pick your dream destination somewhere you've never been before. Um, mm. Where would you pick? Why would you pick it? 
Um, and mm-hmm. would you be your own travel guide? I'm going to Ghana in December. Oh, uh, that's and- I'm jealous. <laughs> I want to go there. Yeah. <laughs> Please come. It's going to be so good. Um, but yeah, I would say it's definitely a dream place. Um, and I, why? I would say just because like there's so much of our ancestors' history there. Um, and being an African-American and up until this point in my life, I wasn't always in tune or woke or whatever you want to call it. Um, just because, I don't know, we're Americans. We have been here our whole lives. We're detached from Africa, like naturally. Yeah. Um, so I guess I would say for at least like the last three years, it's been on my mind to go. And I've been to Morocco and North Africa. Um, but it's not the same as going to West Africa where I know um, only a couple hundred years ago, my great, 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 someone could have lived there, um, uh, especially in Ghana and Nigeria. So, um, yeah, I'm just really excited to go for that reason. Cause I know uh, I just read so many <laughs> things online, um, from travelers that I know, travel bloggers that I follow, about like just going back to any country in West Africa as an African-American or just somebody of the diaspora that's never been and just instantly feeling like you're home. And I just know I'm going to have that feeling. And I can't wait to have that feeling. Um, So that's why it's a dream place. And I'm planning like my first group trip there. So I guess I am following my my own (laughs) itinerary. But... I did get a lot of input from people that I know that have already been that, um, you know, like tell me where to stay and what to do. And, oh, you have to meet this person and that person. So mm-hmm. I, I'm planning it, but it wasn't just me. So okay. <laughs> just a mix, I guess. Yeah. I, I kind of want, and this is not a wraparound question, but I kind of wanted to ask, you know, how do mm-hmm. you manage your traveling costs and things of that nature too? Um, mm-hmm. Because I, I mean, I downloaded one of your guides, you know, how to find cheap oh, yeah. flights. And I thought that that yeah. was very helpful. You had some good suggestions, especially sites on there, but how do you yeah. really manage going to all these, you know, places and what would be your suggestion to other people who are kind of like, Oh, I would really want to go to these places, but I just really mm-hmm. can't figure out how to get the money to go, you know? <laughs> yeah, for sure. Okay. So the things that have helped the most is cheap flights. Um, I don't play about flights. If if I found a flight that was, okay, like I'm supposed to go to Italy from London soon. A few weeks ago, the flight was $60. Then it went to 100 Now it's back down to 73 Like I watch flights all day, every day for myself and for clients that I'm helping plan trips. So I really will not buy a flight unless it's in the price range of you know, that I've set that I want to pay for the flight. Mm-hmm. Um, so, and at the same time, I'm, I'm really flexible, um, especially at this point in my life because I'm not working full time. So it's a bit different, but I have a lot of flexibility. Um, so I can be like, okay, cool. I want to travel for a week. Um, so I'll go onto Google flights, put in that I want to leave or that I want to go for a week in June. And I'll pick a destination or you can just put like destination anywhere. And then I'll let, you know, Google tell me what's the cheapest. And then I'll decide out of the cheapest options where to go. So I have a bucket list, but I'm not checking it off just to be checking it off. I'm checking it off based on what I can afford at that time. 
So flight is like the key for me. You can always figure out your accommodation. You can always get a deal or um, if you meet up with someone or go with someone and split it. Like accommodation is not the worst thing. Flights is where you spend a lot of your money. Yep. Um, at least for me. So flights, I would say. And then also living abroad and studying abroad really helps. I know everybody doesn't want to do it or maybe aren't necessarily in the position to do it. But if you can, it's a really great way to see a lot of the world. Um, so studying abroad, uh, I don't know the exact vintages off the top of my head right now, but overwhelmingly the most, the majority of the people that are traveling uh, as American students are white people. Um, it's really low for Hispanics, really low for black people, um, even lower for like native people. So mm. a lot of brown people just are scared about like the money, especially in college. When I studied abroad, I paid the same exact tuition as I did in London at my school there with my school at home. There was nothing different. Yeah. Sally Mae still took the same money. I needed more <laughs> spending money. <laughs> I needed more. We don't even got to talk about student loans. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I needed more spending money, of course, but that's something that you, you know, can budget and save for. Um, I just worked a lot before I went. Flights. And then I would say whatever opportunity you have to live outside of the states for a period of time it could be three months it could be six it could be a month um but it's a to get out of here and choose another base um helps you travel cheaper i would say those two tips thank you um yeah (laughs) yeah um having back into the rapid rounds what are some books and blogs you can't live without a book that I really like, not about travel, um, is called Why I'm No Longer Talking to White People About Race. I really liked it because I assumed, being an American, that the book was going to be an American author. I never looked her up or anything. She was British. Um, so me living in London, I, I learned a lot from the book about Black British history, um, which is very different from ours. Similarities, but very different. So I love yeah. that book. Um, it's also really interesting to read in public, like on the train and stuff, um, <laughs> because you get spares, close okay. people in. Um, I really like a lot of self-help kind of books. Yeah. Um, so there's one called Untethered Soul that I really like, just about like being present and mindful, all those things. It's great to read while you're traveling too. Um, yeah, whatever I can find, stuff like that. That's my genres. Yeah. Oh, I follow so many bloggers on Instagram. Um, whose blogs I like. Let me see. Um, oh, my friend Gabby that was at my event yesterday has a really great blog called Pax Light. Um, yeah, she used to live in Dubai and she won over $40,000 uh, in scholarship money. Yeah, she had so many scholarships in college that she like never paid to live abroad. It's like her living costs. So, yeah, if anybody wants to study abroad, you have to read her articles. Okay. Um, there's a really, another great one, one more called The Awkward Traveler. I really like her because she mm. blogs a lot about traveling in the States. And a lot of us are so keen to, like, get out of here and go see other parts of the world. But there's a lot to see here, too. And our damn ancestors built this country. So I, I need to see it. <laughs> um, Sorry, what are key resources you use? Um, in your business, you know, key technology that you use. I heard you mentioned yeah. Canva. Canva's a favorite. Yeah. <laughs> yep. I use Canva. I love Canva. I'm learning Adobe now, um, like um, Photoshop and Illustrator. Um, 
I use a social media management platform called Later. It's really great. It's free. Um, Squarespace is great for building websites. I have three websites and I use Squarespace for all of them. Um, Yeah, I would say those are my top. Thank you. And um, finally, who is the boss girl that inspires you? There's this lady named Sophia Amoruso. She started Nasty Gal and she literally has a brand called Girl Boss. (laughs) I love her. Um, There's a traveler. Her name's Asiyami Gold. She takes amazing pictures and I want to step up my photography game. (laughs) (sighs) So many people. I love like celebrity wise, like Rihanna, Tracy Ellis Ross. I just feel like they like the ultimate business women. Yes. Um, Thank you so much for joining us today. Um, I have a ton of new books to read, number one. Number two, you've given me so (laughs) many thoughts about needing to get out and travel. Yes. um, Thank you so much for joining us. uh, Thank you. hope that we can connect with you more in the future. Again, we'd like to thank Brie for joining us today. And for all of our millennial listeners out there, we will have all of her information in the episode notes. Don't forget to like, subscribe, and share if you've enjoyed this week's episode. And stay tuned for more. Bye, guys. Bye, ladies. Bye.